welcome back to the last slice of pizza. I am your host, James, and today we are going over the episode Spellbound. As we begin, the sky is green. We pan down not to see a modern landscape, but a medieval castle. And I have in my notes, I cannot do this again, so I won't. If you want to know what that's about, maybe listen to my other podcast. Maybe don't. It's not a helpful conversation to have right now. And I've already had it with myself, and I'm not going to do it. And End of discussion. So inside the castle, a wizard who is pretty much the embodiment of the 2000s fantasy pretty boy with, like, long flowing white hair with a little bit of, like, going, like, to his eyes. Uh, black eyeliner and a little pattern that has, like, three spikes coming out of the bottom on the bottom side of it, not the top side. I did learn that eyeliner and eyeshadow are di- I learned the difference between the two. I know they're different. I learned the difference between the two. Uh, he's wearing, like, like a little, like, mask thing over his face, but, like, it's not like a face mask, but it's more like a face mask that you wrap. Uh, they have cool armor. They have pale skin. And this is the second time this season they do something like this. So someone on the, like, writing or animating staff really likes Lord of the Rings. Or, like, three times total over the show if you count Aqualad, but the illusion may or may not be broken depending on how you want to look at it. Because, like, Starfire and Raven still had hard eyes for him at the end of uh, uh, Deep Six. But, like... Eh, it is what it is. So, anyway, he's fighting against this black and purple dragon, kind of, like, Maleficent in flavor. And the dragon breathes fire while the wizard uses magic to block it. The two keep going back and forth with the wizard using his magic and the dragon breathing fire and such. The wizard dodges. The dragon resists. Like, it's it's a whole scene. And then, uh, like, the dragon knocks the wizard over while the wizard uses their power to make the ground beneath the dragon crumble, causing it to fall. The wizard begins narrating, saying that he, Malkior, fell the dragon Rorak. But then Rorak comes back, ensnaring Malkior, and Malkior says that maybe his magic wasn't enough. As Rorak is about to strike, we hear the alert go off. We see Raven in her room, reading the book containing the story, and then we hear Beast Boy, like, say, Come on, Raven, we gotta go! Put the pedal to the metal! And Raven seems annoyed, but closes the book, because, you know, she's a hero. (laughs) And then we hit the opening, which, this is an interesting tone setter, but, I mean, I like it. So then, uh, we move to a park where some kids are playing, and then a jack-in-the-box is presented, and the kids gather at the mysterious jack-in-the-box, which, I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, it springs up a rabbit, the kids like it, and then... Uh, shifts into a monster that's shaped like a heart with tentacle-like valves and it tries to suck the kids in. And one of them is trapped, but before they can get swallowed, the titans 
save him. And then uh, Robin declares, Cardiac, you're under arrest, which killer wordplay, 10 out of 10. So the, the Titans then go on the offensive. Robin and Starfire try a team-up move, and while it works initially, Cardiac gets the last word. Cyborg and Beast Boy tried to team up another way where Cyborg rides on Beast Boy while he's a T-Rex, but Cardiac stops that before it even starts. Raven throws some lampposts at Cardiac, but Cardiac blocks it, and the Titans continue attack, but are thwarted at every turn, but then Raven has had enough, uses her powers to just, like, rip apart Cardiac, but some of the pieces fall into, like, the storm drain. And the others are a little stunned that she just did that, but Raven's already in the car, like, ready to uh, just go. So the Titans head home, but as day turns to night, the leftover pieces of Cardiac start to reform in the storm drain. So Raven heads back to her room and picks up where she left off in her book. Before she can finish, she gets interrupted by a knock at the door. The scene pauses, like literally pauses. There's like a, like like it's a DVD player. And Raven goes to check on uh, who's knocking. It's Robin who asks about how Raven just rushed back in her room and locked the door without saying anything. And Robin asks, do you want to talk? And Raven says, no. She closes the door and continues. However, she's interrupted again, and the interruption plays out like a film reel messing up and igniting. And it's Starfire this time, who has her hair up with a bunch of hairpins, and she says she went to the mall and found out about, like, you know, this cool hair stuff, and asks Raven if she would like to join in the fun. But Raven, again, says no. She closes the door, goes back to her book, and before she was picking off where she left off and now this is new stuff where Malkior summons his book to place a curse on Rorak however she gets interrupted again and we get just like the burn effect from like an old western movie or something and Raven gets really mad she stomps to the door her hair flares up and has like streaks of energy going through her hair and at the door it's Beast Boy and Cyborg and when she asks what they want, they present an infomercial about America's next big sports craze, a game that they just made up called Stank Ball. They hold up the titular ball, and it is a ball of stinky socks. And Beast Boy asks if Raven wants to be the referee and holds up a cloak that's like hers but is in referee stripes. Raven says no and tries to retreat, but Beast Boy holds the door open to beg further. Cyborg says, everyone loves a good game of stank ball. And Beast Boy says, we need a ref to play the lightning round. Raven refuses again and shouts at them, closing the door out for good. Beast Boy then explodes a little and asks Raven why she spends all her time in her dark room with her nasty books. And why do you got to be so creepy? Cyborg tells Beast Boy to drop it and leave her alone. Raven is hurt by these words and uh, soliloquies to herself about how she's not creepy. She's just different. And she wants someone who can understand her. Someone like her. And then Malkior's voice says, There is. And Raven is stunned and drops the book. Malkior then says, Ow. Raven is trying to process this and asks if the book just 
And then Malkior picks up the conversation saying, Talk? Yes. And then you drop me on my spine. Raven apologizes and says books don't usually talk. He says he's no book, but a man. The book magically flips over to a page with an image of the top half of Malkior's face and introduces himself. Raven is surprised, and Malkior says he beat Rorak, but Rorak cursed him to be in this book. Raven says that that was well over a thousand years ago. He says he's been waiting for someone who could listen and has powers. Someone like you. The book then flips to an image of Raven who is using magic and smiling, which... Cool. Raven doesn't seem to mind because she immediately tries to free Malkior but can't because of the curse. Melchior says that that's fine for now and just would like to talk, and Raven blushes a little. They talk through the night, and Melchior is repulsed by the idea of Stankball, and he also remarks that this beast boy must be a genius. Raven laughs and says, that's funny. You're funny. Melchior responds, and you're the best thing that's happened to me in a thousand years. Raven blushes and asks if he doesn't find her creepy. Malkior says he doesn't. Dark, yes, but darkness is often misunderstood. Raven smiles and then yawns. Malkior says it's late and that she should get some sleep. Raven asks him if he'll be there when she wakes up. Malkior manipulates the pages to make a paper rose and promises. Raven then smiles, closes the book, and takes it uh, with her to her bed. The next day, a rooster calls, and we find out that it's Beast Boy. Beast Boy then goes over to Raven's room and says that it's noon and she hasn't left her room. He then apologizes to her about yesterday and wants to make sure she's all right. When he doesn't hear anything, he presses his ear up to the door and hears Malkior say, If we stay quiet, maybe he'll go away. Raven laughs. Beast Boy knocks again and Raven answers. Beast Boy asks about what he just heard and whether or not someone was in there with her. Raven says, just me and a really good book. Which, killer wordplay too. Like, mm, this episode's got really good wordplay. Beast Boy says he just wants to make sure she's okay and Raven says she's better than okay. She closes the door and then Beast Boy hangs around and eavesdrops on Raven's and Malkior's conversation and uh, picks up Malkior's name and wonders who that is. Later into the night, we see Raven and Malkior still in her room, obviously, and Raven is preparing a spell. Uh, She says she's never heard of this spell before, and Malkior says it's from some ancient scrolls. I, I didn't rewind to get the actual name because like I was too far into the episode like after this scene before taking this note I mean the episode's really good like I got really engrossed into this episode but it's not important it's just like ancient scrolls with uh name of famous wizard or magic or some something Something along. It's not important what the name is. It's just important that it's just this is big, um, big magic thing. Raven's surprised he's read them, and Malkior lists a few more things he's read and states, when you're trapped in a book, reading is pretty much all you have. 
Raven continues putting the elements together, and Malkior says that the elements are almost finished. It's just missing one thing. He then turns his pages into a small blade to cut some of Raven's hair and says, Hair from a beautiful woman. Raven blushes again. I can't. Uh, there's there's only so much. There's only so much. I... Hmm. 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 Okay. Okay. Here we go. She then explains that she can't break the f curse fully, but can at least get him out of the book. She casts the spell, and the pages fly around out of the book and form into a body that has Malkior's eyes. As Malkior walks over, we see a circle glow, and just as he's about to touch Raven, he falls apart and says he's still tied to the book. Raven wants to completely free him, but Malkior says to do that, she needs to learn more. He then summons a lot of books and lists them off. Some of the ones he listed earlier as well. Um, Raven says that that is a lot of reading, but Malkior says it's only the beginning. We then go into a montage of Raven learning this arcane magic and trying to get a handle on it. There's a scene where she's testing a spell and lights Malkior on fire for a bit, but she puts it out and blushes after, you know, getting into the position where, uh, like, She's wrapping her arms around him. And then uh, there's a scene where she creates a green raven. There's a scene where Malkior teaches her a more effective method for learning and beams the information into her head. And then uh, as Raven is getting more and more adept at this, as well as closer to Malkior, we see Raven's outfit turn lighter and lighter. We saw this at the start where, uh, like, when Beast, when she opened the door for Beast Boy, we saw it was like a light blue instead of a purple, but I thought that was a bit of lighting or just an error, but no, that's a conscious choice this episode is making, and I'm here for it. Because, you know, Raven, Raven is getting happier. And we see that after the montage, when Raven comes out to the main area where everyone else is, and she's humming and wearing white, and the others are stunned. Raven gets an apple from the fridge. The others approach, and Raman asks, what's up? Haven't seen you in a while. That was the driest line read I think I ever did. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy. The, he says it less dry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I could have gone back and edited that, but I'm not going to, because that's, that's the fun of, like, like a podcast you don't have to like you don't have to be <laughs> be perfect all the time like you're not i'm not recording the voice line i'm not getting it just right <laughs> but boy but boy did i get it wrong <laughs> anyway beast boy then says she's spending all her time in her room but then cyborg grapples beast boy and says he likes the new outfit robin then asks <laughs> I'm not going to do the dry voice again as much as I'm as, as funny as that would be. So he asks, when do we meet your new friend? And Raven says, soon. Starfire goes up to her and says she can't wait. Beast Boy has told us about how Malkior is trapped in this book. And it's so exciting. And Raven wonders how he knew that. And Beast Boy admits he may have been a fly on the wall and transforms for effect. 
I mean, I I don't know if like turning into a little fly to sneak into a girl's room is is a hundred percent, but I mean, I don't think he was doing it for that reason. Raven says, "Funny, you look more like a rat to me," and then changes Beast Boy into a rat, causing him to fall. Beast Boy transforms back into a human and says, "Whoa, you changed me." An alert goes off. Robin checks it and rallies the others to go. Everyone goes except Raven, who Beast Boy has to tell to hurry up again. So it's nighttime now, and the girl is trying to sleep, but then we hear a heartbeat. Okay, jeez geez Louise. I I looked up on uh on the Teen Titans wiki. Like, cause like cardiac is is made for this episode. Well, yeah, this is his first appearance in anything, and I don't know how much he's gone on to do stuff in the comics. And I I wanted to know why, because, like, this stuff is, like, really, really creepy. <laughs> why are they going, like, this creepy this hard this episode? And there is a reason stated by the wiki. I don't know if it's true or not, um, it, it sort of makes sense, but it's weird. <laughs> so, uh, the girl goes to her window to find the source of the heartbeat, which is cardiac, and then screams. The Titans arrive, minus Raven, and prepare. However, when they see the little girl in cardiac, this is, this is getting more nightmare fuel. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just a weird, weird villain and like a deeply unsettling one just like like in a, in a normal in a, in like a when when you say unsettling that's kind of what you think of like like a like a pure horror movie unsettling kind of thing like like attack of the like killer tomatoes but instead it's a heart or like like a giant gorilla or like a monster like something that the powerpuff girls would fight Honestly, like when they fight a big monster, it's like that. Not like unsettling as Slade is. That's my point. Slade is unsettling, but he's unsettling for a lot of different reasons. Although some of them overlap, including their interest in kidnapping children. <laughs> anyway, uh, they decide they need to cool it and restrict themselves lest they hurt the girl. So Beast Boy goes in and tries to assure the girl, but she screams as a valve tentacle tries to suck in Beast Boy, but he turns into a hippo to stop this, but just gets thrown. And then uh, Raven finally appears and severely threatens Cardiac, and she uses one of her new spells, but Robin warns her about the girl. The magic subsumes Cardiac, and the girl's getting really scared. Beast Boy tells Raven to stop, but she says she can't. As Raven's power continue to grow and subsume Cardiac, Robin tries rushing to free the girl, who is now more frightened, but the spell blocks Robin. Beastly then becomes a ram, tackles Raven, dispelling the spell. The Titans free the girl. She is happy. Cardiac is down, and Raven recovers. Beastly asks, what's wrong with you? But Raven immediately disappears. She then enters her room. If she's teleporting, 
this is just something that's occurring to me now. If she's teleporting, why didn't she, like, teleport to her room directly? I think she opens the door. It's been a little bit since I've seen the episode, but I think she opens the door for effect. I guess we're doing things for effect. So, uh, she chastises Malkior for teaching her dark magic. Malkior counters, is it dark or just misunderstood? Like you. Oh, we are, we're getting into it now. <laughs> the magic I've been teaching you is powerful, yes. And some people fear that power, so they call it dark. But to people like us, these distinctions do not exist. He continues by saying that without this magic, we can never be together. I'm still bound to the book and you're still alone. Do you want that, Raven? To be alone? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> oh, we're, we're almost there. Hang in there. Hang in there. <laughs> oh, voice. Oh, so Raven cries and says, no. So Malkior wipes her tear and says, it's time. So Raven prepares herself and Malkior tells her to do the spell just as he instructed. She performs the spell and the energy swells. Raven looks into the book and sees Malkior's shape changing into Rorax and then gets blasted away. She finds a loose page of Malkior fighting Rorak. However, the words switch and Raven realizes that Malkior wasn't the wizard but the dragon, and Rorak was the wizard. And I came to this conclusion sort of earlier. Not not the first time I saw it. I didn't think... I, I was, uh, like, st stunned by the revelation here, but... Uh, but when I was taking notes for this episode, like, I had typed out Maleficent, and then I realized Maleficent and Malkior kind of have that same kind of feel. And the dragon had like the Maleficent color scheme. But I don't think that's like enough of a hint. Because that's really... You, you really have to try for that. You really have to try for that. It's not like... It's not like last episode where you could see Slade just not like doing anything to the tree branches. It's not like that. And we'll get into more of that a little later. So Raven tries to stop the spell, but it is too late. She's blasted away again, and Melchior, the dragon, emerges. He blasts Raven with fire, but Raven blocks it. The others storm Raven's room just as Melchior leaves, bursting through the roof. Uh, Raven laments what just happened, and the others go to face off against Malkior. Beast Boy stays behind a little and asks if Raven is alright. Raven says, just get out of my room. The building starts to crumble a little and Beast Boy leaves. The others face off against Malkior as the green sky returns. Starfire flings Cyborg at him. And after some blasts, uh, Malkior brushes Cyborg off. Starfire then throws Robin, who turns his uh, bird orangs into a sword, which is really cool. He strikes and throws some gadgets, but Malkior throws him off too. Beast Boy comes in as a T-Rex to take down Malkior, but Malkior throws him at Cyborg, knocking them both off. Starfire challenges him. Uh, he tries eating her, but Starfire resists, but then gets blasted by his fire. 
Raven then arrives, and the two go back and forth, similar but different to the original fight of the episode. Like the fight, Raven gets captured by Malkior, and Malkior taunts her. Are you going to cry? I know it hurts, but that's how it is. I got what I wanted, and I don't need you anymore. You think you can defeat me? I taught you everything you know. Raven counters, you've taught me spells, but I just learned a curse. She summons the book, and then Malkiar cries out in fear, and Raven curses him just to go back into the book. And then once inside the book, Raven breathes heavily on the roof. The other surround her as her cloak goes from white back to purple. Back in her room, the tower is fixed. Raven puts the book in a chest and closes it. There's a knock at the door, and it's Beast Boy. Raven doesn't open the door, but they begin to talk. Beast Boy apologizes, and Raven says, For what? You didn't. And then Beast Boy says, I know. I'm sorry he broke your heart. Raven explains that it was all a lie. And she knew, but she went along with it because he made her feel like she wasn't creepy. And don't say I'm not. Beast Boy says, okay, you're super creepy. But that doesn't mean you have to stay locked up in your room. You think you're alone, Raven, but you're not. Raven is assured by this, and she opens the door and gives Beast Boy a hug. Beast Boy blushes. And then they break the hug. Before anything else can happen, though, Cyborg nails Beast Boy with the Stank Ball. Raven then picks up the Stank Ball with her powers, and Cyborg is scared as Raven throws it at him, ending the episode. Like I said, this is, like, an amazing episode, and, like, the second episode in a row with, like, a like a big twist being, like, a focal point to it. Like... Like, a lot of episodes don't necessarily have, like, twists like this. Because they're, like, action-oriented. And, like, I think maybe, like, some of the Terra stuff, like, is a big twist. But that's, like, a twist, like, over some episodes. And you can kind of... It's it's a whole thing. This isn't, like, like a big, like, twi- twist like this episode and Haunted are. And, uh... Like, they don't really give you, a, like, Melchior is evil in the same way they give you Slade is probably not real in Haunted. But the episode is still not about the twist itself. Raven getting taken for a ride or not is not the focus of the episode. But why Raven was so willing to be taken on that ride in the first place the episode is about raven wanting to belong and her fears of her like interests and attitudes alienating others and she finds someone who shares her interests in her and is willing to listen so she puts her better judgment on the back burner she admits as such and she says she knew it was all a lie but she went along with it and boy, boy, when you're saying some of this stuff out loud, and even when you're just kind of watching it, there's some there's some red flags. Maybe maybe uh, if if uh, if a stranger is talking to you like Malkior's talking to you, run, just run. Oh, your hair is needed for this. Jeez Louise, I almost lost it. Taking that note, uh. 
I meant recording it, not taking it, because it, it didn't occur to me until I said it out loud, but, like, 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 him having the picture of Raven in the book, that, oh, that set me off. That's, that's 100% a red flag. But, like, oh, boy. Oh, boy, there's a lot. Don't, yeah, don't, don't trust Malkior straight away. Oh, boy. Uh, so, anyway, where was I? Uh, yeah. It also, like, plays on Raven's interest in being treated like a lady. So, here's the thing. Gender is a wide and varied subject, and I'm not going to say I'm an expert in it. But one of the things that is worth discussing is the idea of, like, partial conformity to, like, stuff. Because, uh, like, Raven is, like, is a goth girl, which, like, goth, like, goth is already, like, kind of a alienating thing or, like, a differentiating thing or othering thing straight away. And it's not usually typically associated with girls. Uh, well, it's not, hmm, how do I put that? Like, the stereotype of the girl. It's not on the stereotype of the boy either it's really weird she likes reading she likes the macabre she likes magic she has strange powers and a troubled relationship with them her emotions and her father to put things mildly but like none of that doesn't discount her desire to want to be treated like a lady and some of the stuff that comes with that maybe not as much as starfire but not nothing and like she likes having a man, and she li she likes men. We know this about her. Oh boy, I am, I'm a, I'm I'm a little scatterbrained. But here we go. Uh, yeah, she she likes men, and like she wants a man that can like treat her with respect and like understand who she is and like not feel as weird around her and she thinks she's getting that with Malkior but Malkior is taking her for a ride but then she gets it at the end with Beast Boy which is like a real that scene that scene is really good and I loved it I just loved it and, like, the whole thing is about this idea of wanting something that's not entirely conventional but still valid. And it's not an uncommon idea because fitting into a 100% gender stereotype is rare and really hard to enforce. And while gender and how it's perceived has obviously changed over time, this is still valid. The idea that you can distance yourself from some gender stereotypes but embrace others is still valid and hey we're gonna do the inverse of this later this season but let's talk about like beast boy a little because like he's essentially the secondary titan of this episode because like at every turn his Im his actions impact raven like He's the one that calls her creepy. He goes to apologize. He calls her out at the beginning. Spied on her. Uh, he was the last to leave to fight Malkior when he like was uh you know came out as a dragon. She knocked he knocked her out of her spell. 
and like he came back to her room to give her like a heart to heart like like he's he's there for her and i love it it's it shows like an evolution in his and raven's relationship like he's not smart but he's definitely always there for her and he assures her at the end and it's a really beautiful moment and oh man I just talked about that moment, but that moment's so good it deserves, uh, like, another mention. Like, Beast Boy's not as much of a pretty boy as Rorak's, um, form. Rorak being the human. And he's not as smart as, like, Malkior, maybe. But he is definitely always there for her. And, like, it, it just shows just how, like deeply he's connecting with people because like beast boy likes connecting with people and he likes helping people that's like part of the reason he's a hero and like that also applies to people within his own uh team because like in uh in crash he was like really eager to fix like cyborg's problem even though he is the one that caused it but he he's really eager to do that to like even go behind Robin's back to like help. He's just, he's just really helpful. And speaking of circling back on things. Uh, so the reason according to the wiki cardiac was made for this episode was to symbolize a broken heart, which I feel they could have done a better job illustrating, but also I guess they didn't want to like reveal the twist. Uh, this this was such a it's like cardiac is just so like weird and out of left field that I don't think it symbolizes a broken heart so much as it is a heart because like yeah Raven breaks the heart at the beginning but it comes back together you know saying it out loud like that uh like it makes sense but I mean they stop cardiac they stop the heart like in well in like the end before they fight Malkior, but I I'm not a hundred percent sure it's a good thing. I think uh like a better explanation would be that like Cardiac just wants like attention and affection the same way Raven does. That's why he's trying to you know kidnap children. But you know you know that's uh that's something else. But it kind of speaks to what I think the true pattern of season three is, which I'm sort of picking up, is the feeling of, like, helplessness and, like, wanting something that might just seem out of reach, whether it is or not. Because, like, in Deception, it's Cyborg wanting a normal life. In X, it's Robin paying for the consequences of his actions and wanting to stop them. In Betrothed, it's Starfire figuring out the needs of her people versus the needs of herself. In Crash... It's Beast Boy's desire to fix his mistakes as well. In Haunted, it's Robin's feelings of helplessness when it comes to Slade and also feeling alone. And in this, it's Raven wanting to be treated with respect and also just, like, the lady she is. Like, I think the trend keeps up, but we're going to have to continue to be 100% sure 
But to continue, we need to end. So this is where I will end this episode of the last slice of pizza. I want to once again thank the Unknown King for the use of our theme song. And be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they get lost in a good book. And tune in next time where we go over the episode revolution i will see you then